The views expressed on this podcast represent only those of the hosts and do not represent the views of the Student National Medical Association. Hello, everybody, and welcome to SNMA Presents The Lounge. You may, for those of you that may or may not know me, I go by the name of Jared Jeffrey, and I'm the technical uh, producer of the show. DJ Absolute. <laughs> and you might notice this is a bit of a different setting. This is different than what we usually do. And we would like to call this little segment Kicking It in the Lounge. And essentially what we're going to be doing here is we're going to tackle some uh, conversations and points of view that we may not have a chance to get to on the show. And so I'm with everybody's favorite lady killer, Dr. Alden Sumare in the <laughs> building. Make me sound like a dama. Like, a, <laughs> I don't got no charges, bro. I don't kill nobody. Okay, okay, we're going to run it back. We're going to run it back. I'm, I'm with everybody's favorite black neuropsychologist, psychiatrist. Is, is that better? Is that yeah, what work for you? That's better. Okay, okay, okay. Don't me, I'm trying to find a wife, bro. My full, my full like king, my full king. Bro. You know what? It might be true, it might not. Take, take over your introduction out. there. Take <laughs> over your introduction. It's all you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yo, my name is Aldon Samari. Uh, I'm originally from the Bronx, New York. Family from Mali and Cameroon. Uh, a little bit about myself. Uh, so I started uh, my undergraduate degree at Rutgers University in Newark. Then did my master's at Lincoln Memorial University and at Morehouse School of Medicine. Shout out to the HBCU life. Okay, okay. Facts. Went, HBCU's up. That's it. Yeah. Delaware State right here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then uh, I went to med school at PCOM, Georgia. And then I started, uh, you know, residency in uh, neurology at UConn. You know, I'm just so, so that was two masters. Two masters and I'm dead broke, bro. Yeah, you. That's you, why I'm praying on to Biden's son on one knee, Paul. Try to get that... Uh, <laughs> Yo, I put it on my story, bro. Like, extend the student loan f- forgiveness till the end of my life, past end of my. Honestly, life. honestly, though, honestly, yeah. they, they 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 said so many times this one was gonna be that that very last one. Whatever, though, whatever. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically, what we're gonna be doing here, kicking it in the lounges, we're trying to get a little bit more of an insightful view into each of our hosts and really get to know a bit more about them. So, uh, Aldwin, how would you? <laughs> So I do the Stevie J. <laughs> oh, brother. So uh, how would you say uh, being from New York mm. either helped or hindered you at the multitude of institutions that you've been at learning? Yo, bro, to be honest, I feel like I, I was moving like with a certain swag, confidence. You know, like I remember when I started my master's program at Morehouse School of Medicine, I'll pull up to the school with my gold chain, my wow. Africa joint, and uh-huh, people uh-huh. be looking like... Are you all right? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Yeah. And I remember I met the dean at Morehouse School of Medicine, uh, you know, Dr. Anachebe, and I pulled up to the office. He's like, you have two ear- Are you? You have earrings on. Are you a basketball player? Wow, wow. <laughs> so I was like, yo. So they had a certain standard, but I was like, yo, I'm New York all the way. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like, no one's going to take that away from me. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I feel like it may have hindered me in certain situations, but people appreciate the genuineness, the realness of what you are. Like, Authenticity. I've seen patients that, yeah, they was like, yo, bro, you just you. Like, I really rock with you. And then being a black man in medicine, mm-hmm. like, you are so encouraging because you're not afraid to, like, change the narrative. Wow. Not everyone got to fit a certain mold. Not everyone with a white coat got to talk, oh, yeah. Be stuffy, I know, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. nah, I walk through, like, with your little swag, uh-huh. you pull up, you know what I'm saying? And people, like, actually want to talk to you and get to know you because yeah. not every patient fits a certain demographic or a certain perception. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and I'm sure it's a lot less intimidating 
devastating too. Yeah, 100% for the patients. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love having those conversations. Like, yo, we talk about the Knicks. We talk about New York. We talk wow. about whatever the case. Like, yo, you got the Jays, whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I love having that experience because they see how I move. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's definitely lit. That's definitely lit. So, um, I, I gotta ask, you know what I'm saying? You're the uh the the personal host of the financial corner in yeah. the regular lounge. So uh please, you got any gems or tips for me? <laughs> oh man, yeah, for you. Uh so seeing that you're going into, you know, you're gonna be a med school student. So uh-huh, uh-huh. And I really wanna celebrate. Yeah, and, and I'm not trying to be broke while I'm in med school, please. <laughs> please. Now, I would say, like, you know, being able to, like, really capitalize, like, number one, try to limit your debt as much as possible. So if you can, even, and and people think, like, the name of your med school means everything. Uh-huh. Some people be like, oh, I'm going to hit Harvard, I'm going to hit UCLA, whatever the case may be. But it's like, at the end of the day, medical school education is education. And it's not the name of the school, but rather the individual and what you accomplish. And you've accomplished a lot. I would say, in your case... You're from New York. Like, try to hit up one of the good state. You know, you got downstate right here. Mm-hmm. You know, you got... Upstate, upstate. in Rochester. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Stony Brook. And, like, I would say, in, in terms of saving, you know, money and debt, like, that's mm-hmm. the first thing. Try to get into one of those schools. The state school. And then do your thing. Hold it down. Uh, number two, like, don't be afraid. Like, there's, there's there, there are scholarships for medical students or pre-meds that are going into med school as well. You just got to find them. You know? Okay. NMA is a good resource. Um... Like, just even Googling, like, I have one of my mentors who's a neuro-oncologist. She has her own organizations for minorities wow. that are going to medicine to get their own scholarships. You know? Okay. And, you know, we can talk about that all the time. You know, you know, <laughs> for sure, you know, for sure. Because I don't want nobody else getting out. <laughs> you know, but whatever. But, you know, there's a lot of opportunities for that. But I also will say that there's ways to make bread in med school, too. Like, mm. doing a side hustle, too. I have... Yeah, uh, I am side hustle poppy. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, like uh, doing like I had a couple classmates that like walk dogs. Wow. Um, I had classmates you could do tutoring because I know you're really smart. Like you, mm-hmm. you know, um, off air, you know, you tutor someone. Like you could utilize that to your advantage your grades. They mm-hmm. pay you for that. Mm-hmm. My one of my mans actually started med school. He's an interventional cardiology fellow mm-hmm. um, down in Atlanta. He has his own tutoring business, so wow. he's like he's been able to utilize that to pay off his mortgage for his parents. Oh my gosh. You know what I'm saying? So he took he, it from like a side hustle to like a legitimate to legit. like venture. Yes. Wow. Okay. And he he does it. You know what I'm saying? It's a little extra because when you're med school and stuff, you you know you're trying to manage and maneuver. You know your own med school stuff. But even if you Absolutely. do like two three hours a week, bro, mm-hmm. and if you're good enough, you could charge fifty sixty dollars. That's still a little something. Yeah. In there it it, it adds up. up over time. It adds up. You Absolutely. Know what I'm Absolutely. Residency, you, you know you find times where you have downtime in certain blocks that are more chill. So I would say, like, finding those opportunities and avenues. Like, mm-hmm. one of my mans is an EMT, wow. you know, doing that in med mm-hmm. school as well. So I think there are opportunities. But you just got to educate yourself. Because I feel like if you don't educate yourself, you don't liberate yourself. You feel like you got to perpetuate the same normalcy that you see every other med student do. Mm-hmm. Always studying all the time. Mm-hmm. But if you actually galvanize the same resources and thought that you do for med school, you could, you're limitless. Yeah. You're the top 10%. Agreed. Agreed. In terms of intellect. intellect. So, um... That little rant actually just reminded me of that yeah. time you uh accidentally went viral on on IG with your uh with your rant about uh how how let me not say how much how little you were making actually as a oh as a resident yeah um Max. you want to dive a little deep I know you you, you touched yeah. on it on the show a little bit but um 
I would say switch, switch a piece. Switch a piece. He did good. He did good. He did good. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a, a pot, uh, episode where I'm, I'm getting set up. And shit. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm, no, just, no, no, I'm no. just trying to get your ideas. No, 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 I'm just no, trying to see what you got on the mind. Of course, bro. Like, uh, you know, at the time, like, how I was feeling, bro, like, honestly, I felt like I was putting in so much time and effort. and in How many hours a week were you doing? Probably 70, 80 hours. My gosh. Yeah. But that, you know, isn't a lot of people do that, right? Uh-huh. But in the context of doing that, you get overtime pay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You get time nap, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. We didn't get that, bro. What, were you like a, you're like a salary worker. You're a salary worker, bro, mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But there's not many industries where you're working that many hours. And not on top being of that, compensated for it. Yeah, and then on top of that, you don't have lunch. Yeah. Like, there's, oh, my gosh. Matt, I can't tell you one day that I had a full one-hour lunch, bro. My gosh. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can't tell you one... I can't tell you one day that I have more than 30 minutes of lunch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you always on the go trying mm-hmm. to do stuff for, you know, corporations that don't necessarily, you know, they're not, you know, really interested in your best interest at the end of the day. Right? No, they honestly, because living that kind of life. So it sounds like to me, let's say you're doing 80 hours a week. That that equates to what, like, if you're doing five days a week, I hope. I hope. You, do you get weekends? No, nah, I mean, all right. So residency, how it works, right? So if you're on an on-call block, which uh-huh. is a block where... You are in inpatient service where they basically need you. Yeah. You get max four days off that whole month in that four Oh, my weeks. gosh. Okay. So you're working basically most, you get in 6.30, 7, 7.30, and you work all the way through till, you know, sometimes 5, 6. And then even then, there were a lot of times that I had to stay beyond those hours because you might get like a patient coming in, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right as you, you're getting ready to go exactly, and stuff like that. Exactly, or emergency, wow. you got a cold, or I got to pull up, run up there uh-huh, uh-huh. with the other residents and then see what's up. Uh-huh. So that made it a challenge because there wasn't like no certainty. Like if you were in a, if you attack or whatever, like if you're in an outpatient office, like five, boom. Yeah. You know, like you, you, you see stop seeing people. And we yeah. stop seeing people. That's it. Mm-hmm. But in the hospital, it's things it's go down, consistent. Mm-hmm. they rely on you, and you got to be there, you know, and show up. So what what does that kind of uh, workload do to you as a person? A lot. It seems like, you know, self-care is out the window. For me, it was out. Scheduled eating is out the window. It was out. Sleep is out the window. It was out. How? What was your mental hitting for? I after? Like, it, in, 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 the, in the midst of it, like, let's say yeah. it's not even, like, after, it's not before. Let's say you actually get to go home. What is what what is your mental hitting for? Bro, there was times where I pull up to the crib, I literally walk in the door, I was fall asleep on my floor in my scrubs, bro. And then get up, it's 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, what happened, bro? Like you just delirious, like I didn't even eat. Del- deliriously tired, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I wow. go eat real quick and then it's like I Time to get ready for the next day. Yeah, like I came to sleep, bro. Like I mm-hmm. had two, mm-hmm. three hours, you try it take you two, three hours to Fall asleep mm-hmm. at 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. You got to be back at the hospital at like 6.30. And it's mm-hmm. like, bro, what What am I doing? No you know time for personal interest. No time for... I mean, I tried, bro. I ain't going to yeah. lie. To you. I was outside. I went to San Francisco. I was in Atlanta. Like, okay. I okay. Went, I mean, it was a time I was like, forget it, bro. Like, I pulled up to a lounge in Hartford and my scrubs. Like, oh, we just came from work. Mm-hmm. And my, it had the doctor on it. You uh-huh. feel me? Like, I was just like, yo, I just want... I need to be outside. I need to have an escape. Yeah, you know yeah. And uh, it made it, like, a real challenge for me to really acknowledge, like, what I was going through. Like, people was telling me, like, bro, you changed, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you, you, I feel like you depressed. You're not happy there. You know, where you at? I'll come in the hospital, like, wanting to fight. Wow. I'm telling you, like, the energy. Wow. You know, 
Like, I'm not a gangster or nothing, but uh-huh. it's just like that energy is like, you say something yeah, crazy. Like, you're building tension. Yeah, like, and, paid and, in and, full. And it's like, accumulating. anybody say anything to me? Like, uh-huh, I remember uh-huh. watching that. I watched it at least 10 times bro, uh-huh. during the last couple months. You know what I'm saying? Interesting, interesting. Wow. Yeah. Um, I hope it gets better. It will get better. Absolutely, God, absolutely. God is good, bro. I'm in a good place right now. You know what I'm saying? Say that, say I that. I mean, I won't reel like exactly what's going on. For sure. But like, personally, like I'm... He, he's always in the plans. He's he's always in the steps. That's it, bro. Yes, sir. Nah, yes, sir. So um, let's switch gears a little bit. Yeah. What does when you do get personal time? What does your personal time look like? Yeah, bro. Like personal time looks like reading. Like even mm-hmm. like coming through. You know, coming through out here. I was on the train. Like reading a book on trauma and how it affects. You know. Uh, okay. You know our. You know. Uh, you know our. You know our bias. How we live our life. Mm-hmm. How we get connected to other individuals mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like I love writing too. So you know I'm writing a couple books. Wow. Um. Yeah. Working on that. Like a little bit about what I've seen, what I've encountered, and also like inspirations of the pre meds and, mm-hmm. and med students. Um. I like doing yoga, which is another meditation. Traveling. Obviously, I'll be going to Paris in a couple of weeks. If you oh my! Like international. Yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> my four, bro. Yeah, try Trying to get money with you. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> now I mean, I got money. You know what I mean? That mean that I don't know how to use my money. Right? <laughs> nah, I mean, this, this plan a couple of weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? Like okay, okay. Ago, you know what I mean? But yo, you know, yo. some of the things, podcasting, obviously. I, I, SME podcast. Um, t- t- take, taking a trip uh, uh, on short notice is absolutely a form of self-care. Don't ever let nobody tell you different. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I've done that a couple of times. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop like five hundred dollars for a trip to Atlanta, like yeah, right there. We bro. outside, we like, outside, bro. Mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So, um, let's get into something just just a little bit more yeah. serious. Yeah, so, um, I know you're a. Uh, I'm gonna I'm have to put this delicately. I don't want to offend anybody. Uh, you are an advocate, I would say, for colored individuals getting into uh, medical school, the medical 100%. space, yeah. doing any type of. Uh, Thing in these spaces at all, right? Right, right, right. So, um, I wanted to elaborate on an idea that I was uh, pondering after one of the one of the podcast episodes, mm-hmm. and that is: Do you think that medicine mm-hmm. should be prepar- uh, portrayed as the only end goal for STEM students? So, like. I'll say myself personally, right? Everybody that was around me in my major, I majored in biology. Everybody that was around me, That's yeah, I'm it. trying to be a doctor, dentist, PA. Right. That's it. Right. Um, I I don't know. Let, let, let me know your thoughts before I chime in. I honestly feel like there needs to be more exposure to other fields, other interests, because I feel like you are limited by... You know what you see. You know if you don't see enough, then mm-hmm. that's what your focus is, is going to be on. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, even for like yourself, myself, like immigrant, you know, coming from immigrant background, absolutely like, first generation. Yep. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it's like yo, either a doctor, a lawyer, type. Oh, abomination. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like now there's more to it than that. You know, and I feel like not everyone has to fit a role that society expects them to or their family or community expects them to be in. Mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. multiple ways in which you can influence your communities and then play a positive role in what you want to accomplish mm-hmm. and navigating towards that, especially in in the undergrad field, like I think is oftentimes like very limited. Yeah. It's like you just I, set focus. So I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, The reason that I bring that up is because... Uh, mm-hmm. Put out the, 
Back back when I was in undergrad, I remember, you know, started out with a real big crop of uh, freshmen, you know, 700, oh, 800. Yeah. You know, everybody yeah. says, you know, filter system, all of that kind yeah, of good yeah. stuff. And uh, for me, it was really like the guys that were dropping out, you know? Because yeah, I had a, a decent lot. amount of guys, you know, we lived in the same dorm and we, we right, I, I thought we were going to come up together, you know, go through the struggles and all of that kind of good stuff, right? And essentially, I would ask them, yo, what was the thing that made you like... Drop the major, like, like right. what made you actually change? A lot of the times they said, "Yo, I went to my advisement meeting, yeah, and they said this was a dead end for me." Like, that's facts. If if, if I was to try to keep going, I'm not gonna get to med school. You're gonna have a degree, no job, right? And that's that's gonna be it. And so, cap. Because the thing is, like, I realized, like for me, I wasn't even a bio major, bro. I was a psych major. Mm -hmm. I had people in my med. You see, there's miseducation that's going on in the undergrad level. Absolutely. Right? And you got to find the right people. You can't talk to somebody that's never been through med school, that never took the MCAT, that never, you know what I'm saying? It's never even where you trying to go to. That's yeah, not even that's, a doctor. That's, that's never you attempted anything of the of the sort. Yeah, True. Yeah, you feel me? A True. lot of these counselors, they just shoot down, especially black men and black women, because they see the potential and they see the power in you. Mm -hmm. Having that melanin in your skin is mm -hmm. the most powerful thing that you could have. And I feel like oftentimes because we hear it once, done. But there's so many stories where even from for myself, even from my pros, where they've been told similar things, and it's like, yo, nah, you're not gonna stop me, bro. Mm -hmm. you know where I'm from like, no, it don't matter. Perseverance, resilience, like believing yourself, having faith. God will always provide for you. Mm -hmm. God, if that's what you want to do, absolutely. There's a will. There's a way. Like I said before. Goku said that. I always <laughs> believe in that. You feel me? So I think that uh, finding the right mentors, like when you get into med um, uh, undergrad and finding those people that look like you, that want to support you, and those are the ones that could put the battery in your back versus these, you know, a, you know, random anonymous people uh -huh. that don't have any affiliation with what you got going on uh -huh. and have their own entitlement. That's what's going to change the game, honestly. And knowing that you don't have to be a bio major, you could be psych, you could be art, you could do. You know, we could be a business major. You could still get to med school. There's still ways that you could finesse your way toward med school. And there is a politics behind that, too. It's not about what you know. It's also about who you know. Absolutely. Of course, you got to do well in the MCAT. Absolutely. But you got to show face. You got to, like, really be invested in the game to show, like, yo, this is what I want to do. It's, it's kind of like when, you, um, when you're um when talking to a shorty that you like. You know that, what I'm saying? If, if, you, if you really like her, yeah. you're taking an interest in her interests. You're uh showing up to the places that you know you can find her. That's a Different fact. Hit her phone constantly, different right. things like that. You kind of got to, uh, I don't want to say become obsessive, but right. it has to be something that's at the forefront of your attention. Yeah, of course. You agreed, know, agreed. But moderate, you know, don't be hitting up like that, bro. Like, <laughs> you got to chill, make sure. She got to come to you, too, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, but oh, it's got to it's gotta be a mutual it gotta thing. Be the, mutual. The, right, the right school is going to call out to you. the right energy, you know? Got you, I feel like got when, you. same thing, residency, med school, you know what I'm saying? You can't put too much in, show them the love, but... Mm -hmm. You are going to be where you're meant to be at the end of the day. You know, that's like really how I feel. Mm -hmm. And everything that happens to you in your life, it's a lesson, but it's also a blessing, whether negative or positive. And I think that- Wow, that was a matter. Bar. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's Not a lesson, but it's also a blessing. <laughs> okay, keep going. I'm sorry I cut you off. Keep nah, going, keep going. Good, bro. But like, honestly, like how I feel about things, situations and things that happened to me recently, how I feel about things is that- it's really a matter of how your mind, like how you like train your mind to perceive of it. Mm -hmm. And how do you internalize and then learn from that and educate yourself and utilize that knowledge to move to the next step where you need to be. So especially for pre-meds and med students, like 
failure, like, oh, I got an F on this. Like, bro, I got a 19 on my physics exam, bro. Uh-huh. You, if you ever told somebody I got a 19 on my physics exam, would I ever be, would I be a doctor? Would yeah. they ever even say yes? No, yeah. I, I did it. Yeah. I got misdemeanor. I got, like, I got stuff on my... Wow. But I still made it shape because I knew that that's where I wanted to be at the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that oftentimes we give up because there's one situation that happens. Like, oh, nah, it's over. Mm-hmm. I failed this class. It's over. Mm-hmm. Nah, bro. Like, failure is a part of success. Mm-hmm. Oprah took... It took Oprah... She had to go to 12 different production companies to pr- to let them know, like, yo, I want to have this show, the Oprah show. Here's, like, the outline of what I want to talk about. Here are the people that I want to connect with. Here's the energy that I want to bring. 12 pro, you know, the 12 production companies. Like, all right, Hard Pro Studios, we'll put the bread in. Wow. We'll see where we go with that. Wow. Like, you know what I'm saying? Obama lost his first, you know, election race. Yeah, his, his first, I think, bit at Senator, right? Yeah. Yeah. He lost that joint, bro. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everyone goes through some type of failure, but the it's, people it's that how, it's successful how you, is how you deal with it's that. How you joint, back, it's how you bounce back. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Okay. Uh, I think we're going to wrap this one up. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for kicking it us, kicking it with us in the lounge. Make sure you follow the podcast and follow the SNMA on all social media platforms. If you have a topic that you would like to hear discussed, please email us at podcast at snma.org, and we will see you next time. <laughs> still, ain't, still ain't learning music. You still ain't learning music. You're awful. Yeah, we're doing a cypher. We're doing a cypher.